Another week, another question about which quarterback should be starting next week for the Washington Commanders. This time, the answer is Jacoby Brissett. We get into that and more on this episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome into this episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting this podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders Insider. Join the Locked On Commanders Insider program at joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. And from there, you're going to get news, insight, analysis, opinions, conversations one-on-one with me via text message. No apps, no hashtags, no sifting through your timeline. You just get the straight stuff from me directly to you. Again, become a Lock Insider by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. I'm David Harrison, your host of this show, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers and as always, everydayers, greatly appreciate your continued support for the show. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On NFL, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase of last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with Game Time. On today's episode, why the best draft pick of 2023 appears to have come on day three, the good and the bad from week 16, and we revisit our keys to victory from Friday for Sunday. But first, the Washington Commanders fell to the New York Jets. A last-minute field goal, last few seconds of the game. Field goal for the New York Jets puts them over the top, and we have a quarterback problem in Washington. The answer this time around, though, is Jacoby Brissett. The question is, who do the Commanders start moving forward? There's there's only two weeks left in the season, right? But coming out of the Los Angeles Rams game, uh, the Washington Commanders bench Sam Howell, they put Jacoby Brissett in with about you know nine minutes of some change left in the game, and it sparked a whole lot of conversations about which quarterback should be playing moving forward. Now, the answer last week was Sam Howell. That was the answer that it should have been. You give him the option, or you give him the 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 opportunity to watch Jacoby Brissett in action, have the tape, watch the player play with confidence, and, and say, look, at the end of the day, what this was about was not Sam Howell necessarily having confidence, Sam Howell manif- manifesting confidence, right? Um, and, and Eric Bannamy said during the week that he was showing it at practice. He was showing it in, in the meetings uh, and doing all those things that had to translate in the game. Of course, if you watch the Jets game, it did not manifest, uh, unfortunately, due to a few things, not just Sam Howell playing poorly. Sam Howell certainly had his own, uh, you know, hand in his own demise. But there were some other things that we'll get into today and we'll get into again uh, later this week. But the bottom line is the result was Sam Howell got benched again this time. Six minutes, 43 seconds left in the third quarter after Cody Barton, the linebacker, got an interception off the Jets quarterback, Trevor Simeon. The score at the time was 27 to 7. After that, Jacoby Brissett would proceed to go 10 for 13, throw for 100 yards. He had a touchdown throw uh, and led three straight touchdown passes. Unfortunately, the only true drive that he led that ended without points resulted in a punt with a minute 41 left in the game in the fourth quarter. uh, And the Jets turned that into that aforementioned game-winning field goal. Now, Sam Howell led 10 drives on the day uh, before getting pulled, scored seven points in the process, finished six for 22, 56 yards, two interceptions. So I've already kind of given you my answer, but are there arguments to start Sam Howell? Sure, sure, sure. There certainly are uh, uh, reasons to start Sam Howell going into this game against San Francisco 49ers this next weekend. One of them, continued opportunities to grow and get out of this rut. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, Jacoby Brissett has talked about this and Sam Howell's career 
is not going to be defined over this rut. Sam Howell's career is going to be defined over what happens when he gets out of the rut. And there's only going to, there's there's two ways he's going to get out of this rut. One way he's going to work through it, work out of it. He's got to do that against the Niners defense, against the Dallas Cowboys defense, and in the process could potentially dig himself deeper into that rut. Or he's just going to get pulled out of it because the season's going to end, and now everything 2023 uh, is in the history books. There's no more to do. Come back for 2024. The problem is, will he start 2024 digging a new rut? It won't be the same rut. It'll be a new rut if he starts to dig it, if he's even around, if he started for the team. A lot of questions that need to be asked during the offseason. But giving him the opportunity to continue to grow, to continue to try to fight through this and get on the other side of it is a reason to continue to start Sam Howell. The second reason to start Sam Howell, he's the true potential for the future. Uh, nothing against Jacoby Brissett, but this is not a franchise in the state uh, that's in a state to take Jacoby Brissett and say, you are the future of our franchise. We're going to build a team around you. Sam Howell has that possibility. Now, again, we don't know how Josh Harris feels. We don't know how Magic, Mitchell Rails, all those guys feel. And we don't know who they're going to hire yet. We don't know how that GM is going to feel, how that head coach is going to feel, how much that's going to factor into this whole thing. Because there is a reality here where Josh Harris knows enough of Sam, is hearing enough of Sam about Sam from the coaches, the players, and decides that they think highly enough of Sam that they want the next regime to want to coach Sam. Then Sam Howell is going to be the starting quarterback going into this next season. And that's going to be the basis for why this team hires the GM and the head coach that they hire. Or they might hire a GM, head coach, Sam, and say, you do what you think is best. If you want Sam, take Sam. If you don't want Sam, let's go a different direction. Obviously, those different directions would be discussed at least to some length in the interview process. So that's a whole other you know bag of shells that we're going to definitely dive into. And once the hires are made and all that, we'll re-dive into them. It's just going to be a conversation throughout the entire offseason. So we got plenty of time to dive into that. But looking at the two side by side, you stand up Jacoby Brissett, you stand up Sam Howell. Sam Howell is the one that has the potential to be the future leader of this team. And I know there's a lot of fans already. There's some, some media members as well that are already to the point where there's 0% chance that Sam Howell is the future for this team. Okay, if that's your if that's if that's your opinion is at this point in time, fine. That is what it is. But even if it's zero percent, guess what? Jacoby Brissett is still lower than that potential for uh for, for Sam Howell to be the future leader of this team. If there's no future leader of this team, then you go Jacoby Brissett, and that's one reason to start Jacoby Brissett. Sam Howell may be too far gone to make any good out of what's left. And coming from a training background myself, there comes a point in time in the development of of someone or an asset or whatever you want to call it that the training is so negative and that the training attempts are so negative and so hurtful to the process that it's best if you just cut it loose. It's just, 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 just stop what you're doing. Take a step away, take a breath, reset, come back fresh. Now this coaching staff, they don't have that opportunity. They're not going to come back fresh at most Eric B And if he decides to retain some of the other coaches, I don't think any of the defensive coaches are going to be back except for maybe Ryan Kerrigan, but that's honestly uh, maybe as well. I know he's got the ties, to the organization and all those things. But you know what I mean? If you're bringing in a new GM, a new head coach, if I'm coming in as a head coach candidate, that's worth, uh, you know, worth my salt. I'm going to make that decision, not you as the ownership, or else I'm not going to take this job to be quite honest with you. Uh, offensively, maybe Eric Bieniemy comes back. If he comes back, maybe he retains some of his offensive coaches from this season that he liked working with. Tavita Pritchard comes to mind. Randy Jordan has already survived multiple head coaching changes. So perhaps he's the guy that sticks around, but Bottom line is, you know, Eric Bieniemy said last week, and I think you probably still believe it this week, that having the opportunity to coach Sam Howell for another season after this one would certainly have benefits for him and for Sam. But I think this season, honestly, guys, when I look at Sam play, 
I just, I see a guy who he just needs to be separated from the situation for his own sake, for his sake, for his teammates sake on the field, uh, you know, for, for the sanity sake of it all. Just, I, I honestly, like me personally, we're going to get more into this in the mailbag tomorrow, but I would actually start Jacoby Brissett and I would just, I would dress straight Jake Fromm. I would just tell Sam, your season's done. We're just going to watch tape together. We're going to do meetings together. Don't worry about it. You'll practice, but you're not going to be active on game days because we have, we, we've reached the end of our rope for 2023. That's the way I see it right now. Um, but Jacoby Brissett, also consistent quarterback play, allows you to better evaluate the rest of the offense throughout the rest of this season. How is your offensive line looking? How do your running backs play behind that offensive line? How do your receivers uh, come off the line of scrimmage? All that stuff. EB told us more decisive parts of Hal's game were come out during practice. They did not come out uh, as much in-game. Truth be told, I don't think the team has really done him any favors. We're going to talk about that in the mailbag more tomorrow, but specifically in this game, drop passes, including one that was tipped into an interception, receivers slipping on routes, including one that also led to an interception. But the fact that Hal's confident is bruised so badly right now that his teammates have to play flawless football is already a problem. Like you're already starting from behind the eight ball. And honestly, that puts pressures on your skill position players that might be leading to some of the mistakes that we saw from them early on that we didn't see when Jacoby came out on the field. And that's what leads me to the conclusion that this staff has done all the good that it can for Sam Howell. So any further efforts are more likely to create negative experiences than positive. It's time to shut it down. It's time to call the season. He's a young quarterback. Let him enter his off season, for, you know, so to speak. And let's move forward. Regardless, I have had a few people ask me if the team would consider getting rid of Sam right now. And that answer is going to be no. If not for anything else, because we just don't know what the next regime is going to want to do. The next GM, next head coach, maybe they do want to get rid of Sam. Maybe they cut him loose. Maybe they trade him. Maybe they do whatever. But right now, that is not something that makes sense. So that's not going to happen. One of the signs that Sam showed me that led to this conclusion directly led to also a failed key to victory on Sunday. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hotter on FanDuel. This episode of Locked On Commanders brought to you by FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet that wins. That's $150 if your team wins. The Commanders are going to be home underdogs against the San Francisco 49ers. So if you think the Niners are going to come in and blast this team away, Hit that money line with a $5 bet. If you win, you get $150. If you think the commanders get the upset, put the 5 bucks on the money line there. If they win, you get that deal. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than now. The app is incredibly easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get winning through the end of this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, your first view today and every day. Every day is make sure you come back tomorrow. We got a mailbag episode. We are getting deeper in this Sam Howell Jacoby Brissett conversation, I promise you. But we've also got draft questions. If you have any additional questions, you know how to drop them. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel. It's time to rekey the commanders. But first we got to talk about this game. That was the New York jets beat the Washington commanders uh, again, kind of comes down to the wire. And at the end of the day, to me, the turning point in this game was the second interception. And that's kind of a weird place to put the turning point. Uh, Cause the Washington Commanders are already down 27 to seven. Right. But that's where this team turned. 
to Jacoby Brissett. At that point, there's just this feeling that everything was stacked up against this Sam Howell offense. Like, not just Sam himself, but again, players are dropping passes. Players are slipping. Just nothing is going right. Blocks aren't happening. Andrew Wiley's getting placed in Sam Howell's lap right off the snap. Like, there are just issues across the offense. Some of the play call uh, looked less than desirable. Um, you know, Sam certainly had his own issues, uh, you know, in this game. We're going to dive into that here in just a little bit. Uh, but on top of that, his teammates are letting him down with the drops, the slips, the bad blocks, and even some of the play calling is letting him down. Give him the context of who your quarterback is, what he's going through, uh, drawing up 15-yard routes downfield on a, on a third and eight uh, for a quarterback that's shell-shocked and under pressure just does not make a whole lot of sense. I got to admit, when Cody Barton secured his interception, I really was like, okay, that ensuing drive, maybe Sam can show a little bit. I already knew the final score, so I was like, all right, I know he's not going to really be able to put this whole thing together. But I was like, okay, maybe Sam can at least show a spark. But, of course, that is where Brissett came in. So that's the turning point because from there, the Washington Commanders were able to really turn this into a game and catch a spark. And that's what I liked about it. That's what I liked about the offense. You can't deny that Jacoby Brissett on the field looks smoother. He looks more competent to lead this team. Not only does he look confident, but he looks more confident. Uh, now, where I don't reach to is that the team made a mistake starting Sam Howell this season. And again, we're going to discuss that deeper in the mailbag episode tomorrow. But you have to say you have to be honest and like what you see with Jacoby Brissett on the field right now for the Washington Commanders offense. What I liked about the defense, second half defense specifically, uh, they gave up one scoring drive. Now, it was the game winning field goal drive. Unfortunately, uh, that's just uh, that's just an indicator of how deep that hole was dug. Uh, already for them, but 135 yards of total offense allowed in the second half, and they had the interception. Second half defense, certainly much better than the first half defense, uh, which, yes, was hurt by the offense and the special teams unit on several occasions, uh, but certainly did some damage themselves. What I didn't like on the offense, everything leading up to Brissett's entrance, and I mean from everybody, sloppy quarterback, sloppy line play, skill position players were sloppy, play calling was sloppy at times, just none of it was really working. Special teams certainly didn't help. I didn't like from the defense the fact that they gave the second most yards allowed to the New York Jets offense all season long. And no, the offensive problems and the special teams problems actually don't account for that because giving up short fields against the defense actually reduces the likelihood of giving up yards. So the fact that they gave up the second most yards to the Jets offense all season long with those short fields that they faced makes it even worse. Uh, a little bit. The defense continues to be a problem. Even though we're talking about Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett, this defense continues to be a big, big sore spot for this team. Looking back at our keys to victory that they did not hit for the most part, key number one, two-hitch limit. I said with Sam Howell, he's got to be decisive. EB said, I, I've been telling you guys since that Giants game uh, that, that Sam Howell looks like he's pressing to me. Finally, this last week, Eric Bieniemy, some of the other coaches, Ron Rivera were finally a little bit more forthcoming with admitting that, yes, Sam Howell has been pressing. Um, so that's not new news if you're an everyday or here, but we needed to see that get better. Early on, first four passes of the game, Sam Howell was on time. He was taking his first open read, and the results, a drop, a drop that led to an interception, a slip that was a near interception, a slip that resulted in Sam Howell having to tuck the ball and make a play on the run that ultimately ended in completion. His fifth play, he hesitates at the top of his drop for the first time results in a failed third down conversion. So the first four times they were on the field, Sam Howell, the first four dropbacks, Sam Howell was doing what he was asked to do. Fifth time was the first time we saw the hesitation from there. Nine more times in his next 17 pass attempts, we see Sam Howell hesitate. He's late or he's otherwise just missing a potentially open receiver. And you can just see all the, all the confidence that he was trying to play with in those first four, four pass attempts completely wiped away. And that's what I was talking about. When your offensive players have to be flawless 
to make sure your quarterback's confidence doesn't wane, you're already playing behind the eight ball, man, because you can't expect perfection from anybody out there. Key number two, bottle up Garrett Wilson, bottle up Conklin, the tight end. Wilson ends up with nine catches, 76 yards, no explosives, along the 16, no touchdowns. Conklin, four catches, 36 yards, no explosives, along the 13. They did give up some explosives. They obviously gave up some touchdowns, but they did a relatively good job making sure that Wilson and Conklin didn't take over the game. I'll give them half credit because nine catches, 76 yards, still a pretty good game for Garrett Wilson. Four catches, 36 yards for a tight end is pretty solid. So, you know, they did that, but they didn't take over the game. So I'll give you a half credit for key number two. Key number three, attack the edges on both sides of the ball. Uh, rushing the ball on the offense, Washington ran the ball 13 times to the left and right side, C-gaps and D-gaps. They gained 74 yards in those 13 runs. That's 5.7 yards per carry. That's pretty stinking good. And I got to say, I'm pretty happy to see that they took advantage of those opportunities that we saw on the tape. We saw when we did our scout ahead of the New York Jets. However, on the defensive side of the ball, they didn't sack Trevor Simeon once. They got four quarterback hits. All those hits came from the middle of the pocket. So the edge defenders, the edge defense pass rush continues to be a problem for the Washington Commanders. So again, I'll give you half credit. I'll give you half credit there for attacking the edges in the run game, but not being able to take advantage of the of the weak edges on the Jets' pass blocking sets. And I'll give you half credit from for Garrett Wilson and, and Conklin not taking over the game, but they still did their own kind of damage. So in total, we end up with one key total out of the two halves, uh, one key out of three uh, getting met. And you know what? I mean, they, they, they darn near pulled off a win, meeting only one of the three keys uh, and getting credit for one of three keys in total. So that's actually not a terrible, terrible uh, asset. But you look at it, I mean, I think if Jacoby Brissett starts that game against the Jets, I don't disagree that Sam Howell should have started. Just for the record, I still think that starting Sam Howell was a good idea. I'll get into more of that in the mailbag. But if you do start Jacoby Brissett, you do get that two-hitch limit. You see more on-time throws. You see more uh, on-time or uh, efficient passing. Then you probably have two keys out of the three settled, and you might just come out with a victory, of course. Some people don't want that victory, and that's okay. Not surprisingly, uh, when you don't satisfy these keys, you don't win often, but we've already talked a lot about those. We're going to talk about these silver linings that come with the loss because uh, we do need to acknowledge that on Washington's sixth straight loss of the season. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. And with Game Time, you don't have to because Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets to sports, music, comedy, and theater with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. They even have last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. It's so easy to buy tickets to anything you want, and they have the lowest price guarantee, cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. Game Time, bottom line, is the only ticket in the app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase, and they've got deals right up to the start of the event. Some events, even an hour after it starts. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create your account, use the promo code Locked on NFL to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create your account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We are wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Commanders with our three topics of discussion. Reached out to the insiders, and despite the Christmas holiday and the holiday season and the weekend, still came through with some really solid topics of discussion. So we're going to hit those three here. And two of them, silver linings for the Washington Commanders following their sixth straight loss of this season. Here, wrapping things up, we might see an eight-game losing streak by the time all this is said and done. 
depending on how much the San Francisco 49ers and Dallas Cowboys really need to win either of these final two games to wrap up the season. Number one topic of discussion, the NFL draft order following week 16. No matter what happened on the Monday games, as I'm recording this, the Philadelphia Eagles and New York Giants are currently facing off, but no matter what happens, the Chicago Bears are going to have the number one overall pick thanks to the trade with the Carolina Panthers. The Arizona Cardinals will be in possession of the number two pick, and the Washington Commanders will be in possession of the number three pick. At the time of this recording, the second round picks are number 36, which is Washington Commanders' own pick, and number 41, which is the Chicago Bears' current second round pick. So number three, number 36, number 41, three in the top 45, three in the top 50. You'd love to get three in the top 40 if the Bears could lose a few more games this season. That'd be great. But for right now, those are some pretty good assets for any new GM, any new head coach coming in, as long as the Washington Commanders don't do what I hope they don't do, and that is trade for a head coach and get rid of some of that draft capital uh, to bring in a different coach. Second topic of discussion, Chris Rodriguez Jr., arguably the best draft pick from 2023, and that is equal parts impressive for Chris and uh, really, really sad for the Washington Commanders because he's your sixth-round pick. And above Emmanuel Forbes' first rounder, among Quan Mar- above Quan Martin, above Ricky Stromberg, Braden Daniels, K.J. Henry, Chris Chris Rodriguez Jr. is the guy that I think is your rookie of the year for the Washington Commanders. Ten carries, 58 yards, two touchdowns on Sunday. Add in a catch for seven yards. That's 11 touches, 65 yards, 5.9 yards per touch. You'll take that from your running backs any given Sunday, especially when your team is struggling. 4.8 yards per carry this season and a success rate better than Derrick Henry. We haven't talked about success rates in a while, I feel like, here on the show. So just to remind everybody, success rate, first and 10, you got to get at least four yards. It's 40, well, 40% on first down, 60% of your yards to gain on second down, 100% of your yards to gain on third down. So what this means is when you give Chris Rodriguez Jr. the football, he is getting you that 60, 40, 100%, depending on what the down is, better at a rate, better, higher than Derrick Henry. Now, Derrick Henry is getting a lot more usage, so that might not be a little bit fair, but it's a pretty impressive LeBron stat, if I do say so myself. Third topic of discussion, I had multiple uh, insiders actually asked about late game coaching, and not just uh, on the commander side. I actually asked some questions about the Jets side. I had some questions about the Jets side of things, Um, but specifically to the commanders, no icing Greg Zerline towards the end of the game. Uh, Washington carries two timeouts uh, out of this game uh, as, as a loser. And and really that final kind of just this portion of the game had weird decisions all around, including New York Jets head coach Robert Sala coming to calling a timeout with 13 seconds left. It's third and seven, uh, 13 seconds left. The clock is running. To me, you either wait for the commanders to call the timeout or you let that thing tick all the way down in like two seconds and then you take the field goal try. I guess maybe there's, you know, there there would be, I've heard people say like, well, you know, something weird happens on third down with the field goal, then you can go for fourth down, but they don't even try the field goal on third. They snap the ball and Trevor Simeon just throws it out of bounds, just draining some more clock off. So it was just kind of weird because you call the timeout to stop the clock, but then you run a nonsense pass play, throw it out of bounds to burn some of the clock. It just, it just didn't make a lot of sense. And then yeah, Ron Rivera uh, called one timeout his first time out of the second half, uh, you know, with it was third and one. For the Jets, uh, calls a timeout. They convert on the third and one. Doesn't use any more timeouts. Lets the clock drain. And honestly, kind of felt like he was just resigned to whatever the result was. It was and and didn't didn't decide to ice Greg's line either. So you know, with with the I think it was nine seconds left or so when he when he attempts the field goal, could have called a timeout to try to ice him. I think at that point, Ron Rivera is just like whatever, dude. Like 
this game's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, and I think really that's just kind of the mood, which, you know, you like it or love it. I mean, we all know it's coming Black Monday, right? So uh, it is what it is. Also had some draft questions. We will certainly be dra- diving more into mock drafts and discussions uh, this coming week, believe me. And then we'll have crossover Thursday. Brian Peacock locked on 49ers coming through, and then I will come back here Friday with some more conversations, with some more uh, previews of the coming 49ers game. And New Year's Eve, we will be at FedEx, guys, for uh, San Francisco 49ers, Washington Commanders, Chase Young, trying to uh, get after his old team in FedEx field. Until then, coming up tomorrow, it's mailbag time. We've already got a good amount of mailbag content, but if you have some extra con- uh, mailbag stuff, we're going to kind of combine the mailbag with the AAR episode. I'm doing a quarterback starter AAR episode that ties in with multiple mailbag questions I've already received. In the meantime, if you've got additional uh, questions, throw them in the YouTube comment section or text me by becoming a lock insider at joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. Make locked on sports today your second view of the day. Go to locked on sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel. As always, thank you so much for making locked on commanders your first listen of the day every day. Every dayers, thank you for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Thank you to everybody for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.